All right. Good morning. Let me turn myself up a little bit. Good morning. Good morning. Tony Cole. How's that? There we go. Morning, men. Morning, Joe. Jason. Welcome to Iron Man Connect. So glad that uh, you guys are here this morning. Packed room. First timers tables packed. Welcome to all the first timers. If if it's your first time, we do have a first timers table over here. If you did not already locate that, first time to Iron Man. First timers table over here. Uh, welcome to you guys. Glad you're here today. Before we jump in to everything, Jim has a little bit of an of an announcement, and then uh, yeah, Jim Butler, I see you over there too. Jim Butler is over there as well. Multiple gyms. Come on up, Jim. Hey, good morning. Today is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Like, sorry, May the Fourth is gone. Cinco de Mayo today. So. I got to realizing and thought this might be a great group to just sort of put this out there, see if anybody has any ideas, knows of anything. But, you know, we all hear about the housing market and how things are pretty tough to get rental homes and apartments and stuff, especially for young folks that are trying to make their way. And uh, I know of one or two guys right here at Ironman that need roommates or they're looking for places to stay. They're looking for rentals that they can afford or need some roommates. Or possibly I got to thinking maybe some of our folks with school getting out. Um, maybe some of our folks might know somebody who goes away for the summer that needs some uh, house to be house sat. So if you have ideas of some somebody that might have a room for rent or other guys that might need roommates or somebody that's maybe going away and they need their house sat for the summer or something like that, just get with me and we'll see if we can make some connections there. So thought it might be a great place to put it out. Thanks. Awesome. Barry, why don't you come on up? Barry Bouchard's going to be introducing uh, to us this morning's teaching fellow. And um, so I had to go to you, Barry. Good morning, everyone. Hey, my team uh, gets to do the month of May, which is really cool because it's my birthday month. So uh, just a pleasure to always get up here and talk and serve you guys and, you know, hopefully uh, bring a message that, that reaches someone, if not everyone. So today, he doesn't really need an introduction, but for anybody who maybe knew and doesn't know Rodney, we're in for a treat. Uh, Rodney Green was born and raised in Philadelphia. He's been happily married for 28 years to Wendy. Um, they have four beautiful children. They live in Apopka, and uh, you know he's, uh, he's a well-rounded guy. Bible knowledge, mentor to me, great friend, you know, in, in addition to that, you know, he's uh, he's got he's got history with uh, with sports. He does a lot of coaching with uh, basketball and reaches out to, uh, you know, a young group that he mentors to and trains, but he pours into them. I've got to experience Rodney, you know, here. That's where I met him. I do life with him in a couple of other groups on friend level, on a family level. And he's the same man here that he is at church, that he is at home, that he is in the community. It's my pleasure uh, to introduce my friend, Rodney Green. Come on up here, buddy. All right, guys, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right, you know I'm loud anyway. I don't really need a microphone. George, is, George, you set the ball high. Oh, George, did George set the ball high? George, you set it so high, I had to write my notes down. I, I usually just go off the top of the head, just speak from my heart. You said some things that say, you know what? Let's be about these details. So I want to be about these details today. Can everybody stand as we read this word real quick? Take this from Verse 829, but I added verse 30 as well. So, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also hoped. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. We thank the Lord this morning 
brothers for being here. We ask that he would utilize me in a way to touch somebody somewhere today. I thank you all for being here because you could have been anywhere, but you chose to be here amongst your brothers, giving God the glory. So Father, we thank you for all of this in the name of Jesus, amen. So we were talking about Moses and Moses was a, a different kind of character. I think we all know a Moses. Moses was born, I like to call it, he was born in the ghettos of North Philadelphia, but his family knew they couldn't keep him. So they put him out on what we call in Philadelphia, the main line. And on the main line, you got your big houses, your swimming pools, your nice cars. And Moses went to private school. He got all of the advantages of being on the main line. But at some point, he knew that he wasn't really from the main line. So as I think about him, I look at me. And no, I wasn't from the main line. I was born in the city of Philadelphia to two loving parents. But there was things still, still happen, you know. And as I grew, as most of us have experienced, we wanted to do things our way, right? Our way. What I found out was there was another way. And 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 Patrick, thank you for your book, because I, I, I stole a little blurb out of your book that talked about God's way. And it said that God makes men by taking us through a humbling process that fundamentally changes the way we Think. It fundamentally changes the way that we think, which fundamentally changes what we do, which fundamentally changes how we do. I want to take you guys on a little ride, talk to you about some of my history and some of this fundamental changes that happen. So Moses, at the age of 40, ran out to the wilderness, right? And we know that they out there and they, and they, they wandered around and wandered around and wandered around. Right? So I've been there. And I'm sure that some of you all have been there. But I'm going to stick to my script, which is hard for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. So as I stand here before you gentlemen, this is life's 58th chapter for me. And the adversity I faced, it's, it, it takes me back to chapter 45. That's the place I am now. I've been there before. Have you ever experienced that? It's like, how did I get back here? But I've been there before. It was then that I experienced my one and only layoff. You know, I took a role that changed the life of my family. It caused us to move, uh, establish new roots, meet new people, do new things. And it was a role that I thought uh, I was going to be with this company until the time I retired. Matter of fact, I remember telling my daughter, I said, baby, listen, we are never going back to Philadelphia. We're good right here. We're going to be here until, the, until it's over. And she looked at me like, you must be crazy. And I'm like, oh, but this is, what, this, is what, this is what we're going to do. So I had a plan. And, you know, my plan was I was going to work hard. I was going to get smarter. I was going to get promoted. I was going to make more money. You know, that's, that's the drill, right? That's what we're taught, right? Let's fast forward. The company went through some changes. And I got called to this little meeting room. And I remember walking to this walking down this hall to this meeting room, and the door was cracked. And I see this woman sitting in there that's not my boss. Okay, this is gonna be different. I go in, have the meeting, my boss is in there, he's emotional. Okay, they do the deed. Okay, Rodney, 
thank you, I love you, but you gotta go. So we're walking down the hall, my boss and I, and he's looking at me. And he's looking at me kind of perplexed because he had tears in his eyes. And he says, how can you be so calm? And I'm walking and, and you know, I give him the pat Christian answer. Uh, Jeff, everything has a season. And this season has just come to pass. So what I didn't realize at that moment was that that event, that meeting began a 10 plus year trek through the wilderness as I searched to find another job that would equal what the previous job was doing for myself and my family. So the great thing was, now as I reflect back, was prior to this whole journey starting, you know, beginning in, back in chapter 45 of my life, I had grown greatly in my relationship with the Lord. I was in a church that helped me to understand what it meant to be a man following hard after God. I was at a church that helped me to understand what it meant to come up next to my brother and lock arms and, and support and hold each other through trials and tribulations. Um, so through with that in my pocket, you know, I, I, I felt like I was going to be okay. You see, but during that course, when you, when as a man, you're looking and you have your wife, you have your children, you have your financial responsibilities. You know, some good things happen during the course of that time. I mean, some bad things happen. But all of those things that happen, they help to even then humble me and continue to refine my character. Right now, as we, as we think about Moses, as he went into the, the, the wilderness, as he went through the trials and the assignments, continue to humble him and, 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 and hone that character that God wanted him to represent. So during this journey, I kept pursuing what was familiar to me in terms of jobs. I know how to do this, so I'm going to go do that. I'm going, I'm going to apply here, and I'm going to apply there. And I'm looking at the dollar signs, because in my mind, I need to have this much money to take care of this, that, and a third. And we were living in Pittsburgh at the time. And for 12 months, I didn't get one interview. 12 months. Left Pittsburgh, went to Arkansas. I must have had 75 interviews. It was number two, 75. It would break most men. Those things I had in my pocket that I had learned earlier helped to sustain me, but there were still chinks in the armor. So as I continued to look for these roles, you know, the door kept, I kept getting to the threshold. You know, you have to get to a place where I can see the promised lands right there. If I could take one more step, I'm in, I'm good. And then the door slams in your face. And that happened over and over and over. And I began to think, maybe the Lord wants something different from me. Maybe he wants me to go in a different direction, but I'm not familiar with that direction. I know this direction. Maybe he wanted me to do something that was outside of my comfort zone. Maybe he just really wanted me to trust him with me. So, you know, that made me think again. The Lord kept giving Moses these tasks. I want you to go to Pharaoh. I want you to say this. I want you to do that. And Moses said, hey, I can't do that. I don't speak well, man. You, you, did you hear this stutter I got? He's going to look at me like, you know, get out of here. But, but the Lord said, I'll give you the words to speak. And then he, then he doubled down on him and said, you know what? 
I'm going to throw Aaron in there. So you've got somebody, you got a sidekick that's going to keep you straight. I didn't really have an Aaron, but I had a God. And through the trials, as I'm going through, I didn't even realize I was in the wilderness. You guys, you have to been there when you're in it, but you don't really know you're in it until you come out of it. So we're going to fast forward. So we're no longer in chapter 45 and 46 and 47 and 48. Now we're fast forward. Now we're in chapter 57. And through all those chapters of my life, I had not landed what I thought was the job that was going to change our lives. A lot of jobs, nothing that really changed our lives. Some of them were extremely humbling. Think about this, gentlemen. You go from a job that you're making $114,000 a year, and then you blink in your corralling shopping carts at Costco's parking lot. That's humbling. How far have I fallen? But in my mind, I've never fell because the Lord gave me the ability to still stand. So in 2021, I'm here, you know, I've experienced Ironman. I found something. I found a piece of me that I knew was missing, which was being able to connect with other men to walk this Christ walk. I'm working for Nabisco, hating it every day. But I'm thankful, but I'm hating it. I get a call from a recruiter, one of a thousand. Hey, man, we got a great opportunity, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So let me take you back. When I worked... At my, the company that, that let me go um, in, in chapter 45, 46, um, my job was um, key account management. And every day for almost four years, I went to work and I felt inadequate. Every day for four years, I felt like someone was going to find out I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Now that has a title. That's called the imposter syndrome, right? So when my boss said to me as we walked down this hall, how could you be so calm? I was calm because I was relieved that I didn't have to experience that feeling tomorrow. I was relieved because now no one could find out I didn't know or I didn't what, what I was doing or what, what I thought I should be doing. I didn't have to feel inadequate, right? And, and again, I think about Moses trying to say, like, he, he, he wasn't from Pharaoh's line. He was from a different line. He, he, lived, he lived an imposter's life. And when it was found out, he took off. So now, so now, and I fast forward, I found this, I, find, I get this call from the recruiter. He, uh, he, we set things up. I get this job and it changes our life. I think I'm back. I'm back. My family's good. Only to find out 14 months later that they let me go. Now I'm back in the wilderness, but now I'm different. I'm different because I remember the lessons from the earlier chapters. I'm different because God has shown me, I got you. Just follow me. Everybody won't understand, but just follow me. And as I continue to walk this walk, I, th I think about Moses. I think about his journey. I think about how he went into, he, free, he helped to free free his people to take them through. And if I may leave you guys with one thing, we all have our wilderness journey. And when we're in it, I would ask that you stay locked into God's word. Trust him, because what he'll do is, he'll grab your hand and he'll lead you through that wilderness. He'll humble you, and when you come out, you'll be far greater than you were when you went.
Thank you, Rodney. So appreciate you uh, sharing your story with us. Men, we're going to spend the rest of the morning at our tables. Uh, Rodney provided three questions. Uh, I sent them out last night to the table captains, and we're going to spend the rest of the time in discussion uh, at our table. So, table captains, I'm going to hand the floor over to you guys.